Welcome in everyone to another episode of Dynasty Fantasy Football Content. This time, I'm doing something a little bit different, bringing you Dynasty Trade Breakdowns. Let's jump into the first trade. So in this one, very simple, Travis Etienne for Jordan Addison, 12-team PPR. The Etienne side needed a running back for the playoffs. Addison was wide receiver three or four, and Etienne side won the title. So obviously... <laughs> In retrospect, the Etienne side won the trade. But based on dynasty value, I'd rather have Addison moving forward. I have Addison wide receiver 18, Etienne running back 9. And just to illustrate, I have wide receiver 18 higher than running back 9 in dynasty. Just shows how, how I evaluate those positions. But I have some rather large concerns with Travis Etienne. Efficiency this year was not so great. 3.8 yards per carry. He didn't have a complimentary back in 2023. That's going to change in 2024. Either Tank Bigsby is going to get more involved or they're going to find someone who can. And then ETN has been through three years, which means he's eligible for a new contract, which he won't get. He won't get because he's good. Is he worth $10 million a year? Probably not. Probably not. It's replaceable production. So here we go again. And it's not like the Colts with Jonathan Taylor. The Jaguars are going to have to pay Trevor Lawrence. So they're not going to fold to Travis Etienne's demands. So we'll see. Uh, I'll obviously, you know, again, the point of this though, the guy who got Etienne won. So if you win, then it was the right move. 105 for Taylor. Next trade here. Uh, half PPR for running back, one for wide receiver, and one and a half for tight end, 12 team super flex. So realistically, when we're doing a rookie pick trade now, we have to kind of compare the player to who might be available in the draft at that spot. Best guess, because it is a guess. Of course, in Superflex leagues, Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., I think for almost everyone, are one and two. So three, four, and five right now are Drake May, Jaden Daniels, and Malik Neighbors. I'd rather have any of them over Jonathan Taylor. I don't think it's even that close. Taylor, I love him, but he's already 25. He has some miles on him. Anthony Richardson's going to take some goal line carries away, not throw to the running back as much. And additionally, Malik Neighbors, I think we all know what we're getting with Drake May and Jim Daniels. These are quarterback assets. We like that in Superflex. Malik Neighbors would have been the wide receiver one in the 2023 class. So he pretty easily. So this is... I think he's just not getting as much attention maybe from more casual people because all they're thinking about is Marvin Harrison Jr. So yeah, I'll take the 105 over Taylor, which sounds crazy, but if you actually think about it, it's not. And then I want to thank um, Mr. Stroh from the... These are all questions from the Patreon Discord. Uh, if you want, it's in the top right corner, patreon.com slash fantasy advice. Only patrons will get to ask these questions. All of these are real trades taken from patrons, so... I want to thank everyone from the Patreon for putting these in. Here's another one. Same format. Pickens, Jonathan Mango, and Rico Dowdle for the 108. Now, typically in my strategy, if it's a three-for-one trade, I almost always prefer the side with one. Right, The side with one is usually what I want. I usually want the one best asset instead of the three not as good assets. Now, in my Patreon spreadsheet, which is another thing I have in the Patreon, I have a rookie pick scale. I rate Pickens between 110 and 111 in Superflex formats. Honestly, 
that doesn't feel right. That feels generous. I feel like he should be worth less. I might need to look at that. Either way, though, in this case, Mingo, total bust, total face planner. We don't want him. Enrico Dattle, not worth much. So I'd rather acquire the 108 now for this lower cost than pay what it'll cost later in rookie season. Rookie picks always go up as you get into April. So I'll take the 108 here. Next one. Traded JSN for McBride in a 12-team Superflex tight end premium yesterday. Probably need wide receiver more than tight end on my squad, but seemed like a safer swap with the uncertainty with JSN in Seattle. Well, as we always say, we focus on value, not need, so I don't really care about that part. But I'm interested in JSN. I do think the head coach turnover will help from Pete Carroll. Usually I'd say that doesn't help. But in this case, the Seahawks general manager is not being fired, the one who picked JSN. In fact, he's been given more power. The coach, Pete Carroll, who was responsible for misusing JSN and over loyal to Tyler Lockett is gone. So I do think it's a positive, of course, depending on who they hire. With that said, JSN's rookie season is not the type of campaign typical of someone who becomes a superstar. It's just not. Feels below average for first one wide receiver, although it looks pretty good next to Quinton Johnson. So either way, in a tight end premium, I think I would lean toward Trey McBride because Trey McBride was a league winner down the stretch. But it's a close trade. But I'll take Trey McBride pretty clearly. Next one. Uh, pretty simple here. Dobbins or the 302? Uh, half tight end premium one QB. It's a shame what happened with Dobbins. But for me, the Achilles tear means it's over. It's over. I have no interest in Dobbins. I, I have him ranked late third in one QB. So at the 302, I still think there are going to be some good players in this class. And I'll take that pick over Dobbins pretty easily. But yeah, it's a shame. The talent was always there. And it just injury after injury after injury with Dobbins. Next one. And I think this one is interesting. Three interesting players to discuss here. 12-team Superflex. Trade away Kendra Miller and Chase Brown for Roshan Johnson and 208. Now, Kendra Miller, I think it's fair to say, outside of one game at the end of the year, was a disappointment. Chase Brown flashed, but he never really challenged Joe Mixon for significant work. And Roshan Johnson was benched most of the time. So all of them are very similar to me. None of them showed enough in year one to be worth more than the 208. Brown and Roshan were not worth the 208 to me last year. They, I think they're... You know, they certainly didn't show enough to be worth more than it now. Kendra Miller was worth more, but his rookie season was so bad that I think he's probably worth less now. So if I have to choose, I think of the three running backs, I think Miller's the most likely to be relevant, followed by Johnson and then Brown last. But the thing I prefer the most is the 208. So I think I'm going to take the 208 side here. And we have... One last trade, and I do think this one I wanted to bring up for other reasons rather than talking about the players in the trade. Trade Gibbs, A.J. Brown, and D.J. Moore for Bijan Robinson and Jamar Chase, 10-team, 1QB, half PPR. So this one is one of those trades, and I think people always get confused when this happens. Where my answer would be, whatever you had, I'd want to keep because it's not enough. now. What does that mean? What does that mean? You might hear me say that and say, well, you have to prefer a side, right? Yes, 
I there are preferences in that, but it's complicated. The value probably with AJ Brown and DJ Moore if you had to pick a value side. But would you really give up Jamar Chase for that? Probably not. So whatever side I have, I want more. I mean, to get Jamar Chase off of me, it's not going to take a fair offer. It's going to take an overpay. So if I'm starting with the A.J. Brown side, which is what I think Ben is doing here, I like this idea. It's it's a good idea to move from A.J. Brown to Chase. But I think you can exploit the value of A.J. Brown better than doing this. I think you can sell A.J. Brown, who really struggled down the stretch. I mean, I don't want to say really struggled, but, you know, he averaged, after the bye week, he averaged 4.9 catches and 56.4 yards a game. That's that's not special. He had one really hot stretch. The rest of the season was kind of a mess. He's someone who is a sell for me. This just might not be how I go about it. Could you turn A.J. Brown into, you know, a younger receiver and a first-round pick. Could you get Michael Pittman? He's not younger, but a little younger, and a first-round pick. Could you get, you know, Rasheed Rice, a first-round pick, and maybe something else, something like that, instead of paying up? That that might be something that I recommend. Just look into it. Uh, but I just thought this last trade was very interesting. Now, if you like this video, leave a comment and a like. And of course, subscribe to the channel. Uh, it's my first time ever doing a video like this. So let me know what you thought of it. And if I should do more Dynasty Trade Breakdowns like this one. Additionally, of course, sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash fantasy advice. Only patrons get to ask these uh, Dynasty Trade questions. Only patrons get to ask advanced questions for the YouTube video, which you can find in the second segment of a lot of my videos. And only patrons get to see my Dynasty ranks. Now we have rookie ranks. And they also get to participate in the Patreon Discord, which is where all these questions came from. So, once again, I want to thank everyone for watching. And I will see you all later. Peace out.